Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Ken is off today. we got a big story we're going to dive right into. You may have heard this uh, over the weekend, uh, Saturday, uh, a Catholic bishop, David O'Connell, was murdered in Hacienda Heights. Uh, he was living in a home owned by the archdiocese, and he was found dead in his bed of a single gunshot wound. Uh, looks like they have arrested someone. And uh, later this afternoon, there's going to be a police press conference to talk more about this. Uh, Steve Gregory's on the case, though. Steve, what do you know so far? Yeah, you know, this arrest happened sometime over the weekend. They initially took him into custody as a person of interest. And they're not telling us who he is, anything about his background. And so at this point, uh, it looks like he has been formally booked. And we're not sure of the charges yet. We'll probably learn about that at 3 o'clock when the press conference is scheduled to happen um, here at the Hall of Justice now. It all started on Saturday afternoon when uh, deputies got a 911 call a little after 1 o'clock in Hacienda Heights when deputies arrived at a home where uh, David O'Connell was living Arch uh, from the Archdiocese. It was all owned by the Archdiocese, actually. When deputies got inside, they found O'Connell with a single gunshot wound to his chest. He was bleeding, unresponsive, um, and detectives knew pretty pretty quickly that this was a suspicious death and then that's when they started their homicide investigation it led them to this individual we were told the arrest happened in Torrance and uh, we were supposed to get an update at noon and then they moved it to 3 p.m. so there's not really much more on this guy there's been some uh, published reports out there about some connections between the shooter and a woman who had access to the house and that's why there was no signs of forced entry but uh, we'll get confirmation on that at 3 and there was an operation with the SWAT team 
And yeah, that's the one down in Torrance. Yeah, uh, and he was armed and barricaded is the story I saw. Yeah, again, we're not sure actually how that all went down uh, because they're, they're being, being very tight-lipped about it. Uh, we're not getting confirmation of, of how he was taken into custody and, and you know what, what the circumstances were. We're also told there might be a drug component to this, which could you know account for some of the actions, but uh, we don't have any of that confirmed right now. Yeah, he was 69 years old. He also uh, did a lot of work with gangs. Uh, I mean, is there any talk of a uh, connection to that? Well, then let me ask you this. It's, it's like what everyone went to. What's the first thing you thought happened when you found out that a bishop was shot and killed? First thing I thought of. What do you think happened? What do you think the motive was? Uh, I some personal issue. Yeah, and then you know, a lot of people I spoke with, they all, they were automatically going to some sort of a, a revenge killing for maybe past actions or on behalf of the church, actions from the church, uh, followed by, you know, some sort of a robbery gone bad. He was a random, was a random target, and then it kind of landed on that um, it was most likely that he was known to the shooter. And uh, I'm not sure about the gang nexus. Uh, right. But uh, there had also been speculation and rumor that there had been previous conversations about some money. Um, so that's, again, we're a lot of, you know how this goes. Oh, yeah, no, there's are, a lot yeah, of chatter. And, a lot of chatter. But, so. uh, you know, it, it generally these kinds of crimes, I mean, you do have an occasional guy just shows up at the house trying to rob it and then, you know, shoots the uh, resident. But often these kind of crimes, as you know, are have some personal component to it. Sure. Somebody's got a, a score to settle. There, there's a grudge. Yeah, because it, it was in, you know, he was in his bed. Right. So he was shot in his bed and, you know, he bled out and died in his bed. So it, that in itself is pretty personal. And then uh, and then in the middle of the day like that. So, and I mean, that's when he was, that's when they called. Uh, they haven't said exactly when he was shot and how long he might have been there. But uh, the call came in just after one. They, they did uh, have a suspect fairly quickly, though. Yeah, and you know, this is the I wonder, thing. I wonder you, what the tip-off was. Well, and that's what, um, you know, that's what we're going to learn at 3, and that's something I've not been able to find out is, you know, was there surveillance video? I don't even know if there's surveillance video at, a, you know, at homes owned by the archdiocese or not, or if there's a ring camera or anything like that. But um, they, they have to immediately hone in on people who had access to the home, especially since there was no signs of forced entry. So they have to sort of work backwards okay who has access to this house who has keys to this house then they have to go interview those people and then they have to figure out any connections or or nexus between them and the and the and the bishop so they they have to be very very diligent that way that's one of the reasons why we don't learn a lot very quickly because they also don't want to tip off the suspected shooter it was much very similar to what happened in the monterey park mass shooting they didn't want to give out a lot of detail early on because they already had an idea of who they were looking for, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to tip the guy off, so that's kind of what was going on here. Right, they but, kind of fairly knew, but yeah, they didn't it, it tip does suggest off. that uh, somebody who knew um, O'Connell also knew who'd be likely to kill him. Sure, and and, yeah. and 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 you know, and people sometimes may have just blurted out who they thought did it, or there might because you know they ask, you know, did he have any struggles with anybody? Did he have any falling out with anybody? You know, that's all the typical line of questioning from investigators. And if there's answers to like, yes, he he recently had an argument with so and so, and and this was bad and that was bad, they're going to focus in on that right away. And then if they if they got some way to corroborate that information, 
if someone else can you know confirm that yeah there was an argument going on this guy felt this was happening and that was happening so yeah you know these these investigators are pretty <laughs> pretty astute at all this and and getting it pretty fast so there must have been a lot of information available to them pretty quickly all right, Steve. Well, we'll talk with you sometime in the 3 o'clock hour. Yeah, you got and it. We'll carry this press conference, assuming we got a good connection going. It's supposed to be at at, at, uh, at 3 on the nose. They're often late. Um, O'Connell, as I said, 69. And he was the founder and chairman of uh, the SoCal Immigration Task Force. This was several dioceses in uh, the area. And they would help children who entered the U.S. without adult companions. Uh, he was quoted in an article in 2019 as saying, for me, this is really a labor of love. This is, I think, what our schools and parishes are all about. Not for just unaccompanied minors, but all our children. There's an epidemic of hurting children, even the ones who have too much. They feel we've abandoned them. And the migrant youths have become a metaphor for our whole society. Also, back in the 90s, he had a reputation for trying to bridge relationships between residents of uh, neighborhoods that had been uh, ruined by the riots and uh, try to bridge relationships between them and local law enforcement. This came after the Rodney King beating, which is now over 30 years ago. Um the L.A. County Sheriff Robert Lunas said that the bishop was a peacemaker who had a passion serving those in need while improving the community. Now, uh, O'Connell served at St. Francis Xavier Cabrini Church in South L.A., and uh, everybody there was shocked. So, you know, sometimes these things happen. Your mind goes to dark places, but obviously he had some uh, relationship in his life uh, that had that, that turned violent. And, you know, there's only there's only a few things that cause that kind of uh, that kind of incident to happen. So coming up after three o'clock, we'll uh, we'll find out now um, in other news locally. And this really inflamed me. <laughs> I, I and, and this is this is this has bugged me my whole life. Um, in Culver City. There was. A meeting last week, a school board meeting. A group of parents were trying to stop a racial equity initiative. And, you know, this, uh, the, the, these, these phrases that are used are so loaded. Racial equity. I don't know what comes to mind when you hear that phrase. But what it really was, they got rid of honors English classes. They got rid of them. Because they didn't enroll enough black and Latino students. And the school district, rather than try to figure out why there aren't enough black and Latino students who are qualified to get into the honors program, decided that nobody could have an honors program. And ever since I was a kid, I have been furious at this kind of thing. Um and it certainly was was on the watch when my kids were young and in school. Uh, not not everybody develops at the same rate at the same time, and not everybody is capable in the same way all their lives. Obviously, we're, we're, there's a huge range of capabilities in life. And the idea that students 
kids who are capable of handling an honors class be denied that, I think is as filthy a form of discrimination as anything else. I really do. I think it is so wrong to artificially limit a student's horizons because somebody else can't handle it in the moment. And the, the, the school, is, is, its purpose is to bring kids up to a higher level while understanding, and, and this used to be accepted, that we, we can't all be in the uh, same accelerated course, the same honors program. We're not all going to be in the same reading group and the same math group for whatever reason. But the truth is, we're not all in the same place, and that's true all your life. That's true at work right now. You know that. You know there are people with, with capabilities to be executives, and there's people with capability who don't ha ever have the capability to do that. So we can't get all paid the same. We can't all have the same responsibility. We're not all going to work the same amount of hours. I mean, this equity nonsense has really gone too far. And the, the, the Culver City officials in that school district ought to be ashamed of themselves to take away opportunities from kids who are capable. That, that to me, is a mortal sin. So the kids are supposed to sit. I mean, if you're a smart kid and you pick up things quickly, so you have to sit bored, dying there in, in your, uh, at your desk, waiting for the rest of the earth to catch up with you, the rest of the class may never catch up with you. In fact, a lot of the kids don't want to. I'm sorry, I went to school with a lot of kids that had no interest in doing well. They didn't care. Their families didn't care. They didn't care. They were lazy. Some of them were born stupid and stayed that way. And some of them had learning conditions. Some of them might have been open to moving up the ladder, but that's what the school is supposed to do is to get you to move up the ladder and not have kids who are capable of learning quickly get dragged down. The one thing about honors classes, you cover the same territory as a regular class. You just cover it faster. And I remember when I was interviewing, well, we were, we were you know, looking at, because we, we couldn't go to the L.A. school system, right? Because they, they have disastrous policies like this, too. Public school systems in California are just, Southern California, outrageously bad in a lot of places. And they're, they're getting worse because of garbage like this. And I, as much as the schools were interviewing us, I was interviewing them. And one of the questions I had is, I was like, well, if, if uh, one of my sons, if he picks up things quickly, do you have an accelerated program and an honors program? And one school gave me a bad answer. And I told my wife, like right in the car, it's like, well, we're not going here. No, he, he's, he's not going to sit around and then be, I think, I think the answer was, well, you know, he could always help teach the other kids. It's like, no, he's not here to do your job. He's here to learn more. And if he learns things quickly enough, then give him more to learn. I just, I, that would just make me absolutely enraged. I'll talk more about this when we come back because I've only scratched the surface of this story, but good Lord. And they, they're doing this garbage in Santa Monica too. Yikes. This is, this is the, uh, this is one of the things. This ends civilization. You want you want everybody to be mediocre. You want this is this is the communist influence I keep talking about. You may think I'm nuts, but this is what communism is. Everybody's the same.
And we can't have people achieve, accomplish, succeed. More coming up on the John and Ken Show. Well, if you have a bright child and you're in the Culver City School District, you may, uh, you may want to just get out of there because uh, the worst form of discrimination is taking place now in the Culver City School District against children who are capable of learning quickly. Uh, on the altar of diversity, equity, and inclusion, now the children at the Culver City High School um, are losing their honor classes. Happened earlier this school year. Uniform courses for everyone. Of course, they hide behind uh, racial equality as the excuse. But the truth is, it's your responsibility to figure out why somebody isn't learning. Certainly, the color of their skin or ethnicity has nothing to do with their capability to learn, right? Then what you ought to do is focus on the individuals who are struggling and get them to a better place. Not punish those who are succeeding more easily. That is wrong. That is morally wrong. Should be legally wrong. I mean, if I was in a Culver City high school, I'd, my kids would be out of there so fast. Uh, I'd rather homeschool them than this nonsense. And the uh, this this is the new stupid dopey woke trend. It's hit schools all over the country, and. Parents are rebelling in Wisconsin, Rhode Island, other places here in California because they, they strip away the, the honors program. And again, honors is nothing but you learn the same stuff. You learn it at a more rapid pace. And I guess you learn a little bit more. And why shouldn't you? What is it? Why, why are you punishing people who are going to do? There's a direct correlation between test scores and income in life. There is. People who do better, perform better in high school, perform better at work. You know, I read just the other day, you know, like 70% of the tech workers in Silicon Valley are foreigners, mostly on H-1B visas. Why do you think that is? Because in foreign countries like India or China, they reward and encourage excellence. Here, you do well in a class and you're told, ah, oh, that's bad. We're going to have to slow you down. You're going to have to sit bored out of your mind until uh, other kids catch up with you. And if the, some of the other kids don't want to catch up with you, too bad. You're going to sit there bored and unfulfilled until you, you want to uh, rip your uh, eyeballs out. Since the start of the school year, freshmen and sophomores at Culver City, God, this is child abuse. You've only been able to select one level of English class, known as college prep, rather than the honors class. Uh, there's one superintendent that says parents are saying academic excellence should not be experimented with for the sake of social justice. But... It was very jarring when teachers looked at their AP enrollment and realized black and brown kids were not there. They felt obligated to do something. Well, your obligation is, is to figure out what you can do to make the black and Hispanic students perform better. Since you're the teachers, since you're all getting paid a lot of money, a lot of pension money and a lot of health care money, you're getting paid. You figure it out.
Why, why are you taking it out of, why are you punishing other kids from all races because they do well and they learn more quickly? That is some kind of bizarro discrimination. And then they have a bunch of percentages over how, oh my God, this is really a, a virus of cancer. Looking the percentages of representation based on race and ethnicity. No, you start off with performance and people who need help, you give them the help. But apparently the teachers and the administrators at, the, at Culver City High School have no idea. They have no idea how to uh, improve the education of some kids who struggle. So they blame everything on the color of skin and decide to punish those who succeed more quickly. Boy, that's really sick. Now, there's one. Uh, there's one parent here. Uh, last name is Fergola, who says, uh, I was born in Cuba and it doesn't sound good when people are trying to achieve equal outcomes for everyone. Yeah, exactly. That is a, a pillar of communism. That's uh, a parent named Pedro Fragola. Uh, uh, his daughter, Emma, said she was surprised and confused by the decision to remove honors, which she wanted to take. She said her English teacher used to teach honors. He's trying to maintain a higher standard, but it doesn't seem to be working. There are some people, this is for Emma, who has more wisdom in ninth grade than all the administrators and all the teachers at Culver City combined. There's some people who slow down the pace because they don't really do anything and they aren't looking to try harder. I don't think you can force that into people. Yeah, she figured that out at age 15. Um. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Here's some of the stuff they're studying. I don't remember this in English class. Emma said her teacher gathered all the reference sources they needed to write a paper on whether graffiti is art or vandalism. That's up for debate. Graffiti. You know what? I wonder if uh, all the uh, English teachers in Culver City, if they had somebody spray paint uh, gang signs on their homes, if they'd look at that as art or vandalism. Wow. This is happening in uh, Santa Monica. The genius is there. High school English teachers said last year they had a moral imperative to eliminate honors classes, honors English classes, because it perpetuates inequality. In other words, you have a kid who does really well at English and, and learns quickly. You're now bad. You're perpetuating inequality. And then there's some nut job board member who said, this is not a social experiment. This is a sound pedagogical approach to education. No, it's not. It's lunacy. It's discrimination against people who do well. And you're, you know how boring it is if you learn something quickly and you got to sit there for weeks until everyone catches up. You know how angry that makes someone because some of the kids don't care. 
And then there's there's a, a spokeshole, Gail Pinksker, for the Santa Monica Malibu district said this this shift has increased access and provided excellent educational experiences for all our students. No, it hasn't. You shut off access to the smart to the kids who or just just do well. All kinds of reasons. You could you could be born a certain way. You could have a certain work ethic. Holy mackerel. I don't know. I'd get those kids out of there. Santa Monica, Malibu, Culver City. This is insanity. I mean, this is not this is this is one of the craziest. I mean, I I have I've seen so many bizarre woke trends. This is up there in the Hall of Fame. Extremely damaging, unfair, wrong, immoral, you name it. You should you should be guiding students to hit the top of their capabilities, not artificially suppressing and punishing them. Yikes. That is sick. Uh, more coming up uh, later on at 3 o'clock. We're going to uh, hopefully carry a live press conference about the bishop, the Catholic bishop, David O'Connell, shot to death Saturday afternoon in his home. Um, they have arrested a suspect. Uh, there was a uh, SWAT team barricade situation in Torrance earlier today. So presumably that's where the suspect uh, was captured. He was armed, barricaded. Um, there's very few details about this. Obviously, when you have an unusual situation like what we have here, there is a specific reason it happened. It was not likely random it was uh, something going on in Bishop O'Connell's life, and uh, eventually we'll find that out. Anyway, 3 o'clock, we're going to uh, carry the uh, press conference. Steve Gregory is going to be uh, there as well, and if he's got any other information before 3, he'll uh, come on with us. Um, today um, is one of those fake, useless holidays. Oh, happy President's Day, John. Happy President's Day. This is where we honor uh, luminaries like James K. Polk. James Garfield, Warren Harding. It's funny how much how how much people revere presidents in current times, but if you bring up the names of old presidents, everyone laughs. And then you look how useless some of them were, and you realize they're not so special. For a brief time, they do have a lot of power, but as people, they're not so special. Some of them are quite unimpressive and below average. We have one of those right now. In fact, most of the presidents of my lifetime have been, uh, <laughs> what's, the, what's the woke word? Problematic? Um, either being stupid, incompetent, corrupt. They've got uh, sexual issues. So I have never, since I was a kid, understood the worship and fetish for presidents. I, I just haven't. Um, I didn't get it. I kind of resented constantly being told that this president or that president was this hero or that hero. And then, you know, as time goes on, you find out that it's not 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 true. Um, but today's a good day for uh, people. Well, you know, there's hardly anybody showing up at work. Um, so it, it's like a day off work. It's actually a day off from having a day off. Because most of the people who work remotely now don't really work. They claim they're doing something at home, and maybe they are. Often they're not. So now this is a day off for being home. Uh, you know how much money it's cost the economy that people don't show up 
at work anymore. And this really is going to bring down uh, the big uh, woke-run cities. Because when you have a, a woke city, it's really expensive. Taxes are really high. Uh, services are really high. You have to take care of all the... you got to waste billions of dollars in not fixing homelessness. You're wasting billions of dollars on, um, well, New York City on illegal aliens. Uh, you know, that's, that's a big uh, machine you have to feed there. And you require lots of sales tax money, income tax money. And what happens when people stop working in your city and they don't have to pay the income tax anymore? What happens when they uh, aren't buying things? Uh, those, the sales tax drops. And New York City has found this out. Uh, the shift to remote work is costing New York City more than $12 billion a year. Because office workers are spending $4,600 less per person in the areas near their offices. That's a lot less uh, lunch and dinner they're buying, far fewer drinks, and uh, far less business at all the retail shops. Yeah, you don't have to buy clothes. You don't have to buy clothes anymore, and a lot of people, I imagine, probably did their shopping after work. Uh, and obviously the food and drink. So uh, according to one professor who's looked at the research, Less spending by workers means a lot less sales tax revenue. And if you have fewer commuters, that means less revenue, too. Uh, this is done by WFH Research. And if less income tax is being paid in New York City, said the New York City Comptroller, then it's hard to figure out how to capture enough value to maintain the subways and invest in the schools and keep the city safe and clean. Well, what's really, what's really ridiculous uh, and this controller should know this, New York City and parts of Los Angeles, obviously, are like this, too, uh, was not safe, was not clean. The subways were disgusting and dangerous. The streets are often disgusting and dangerous with all the homeless people and drug addicts and mental patients running around. And this was when everybody was forced to work. Now you give them the option to stay at home and you wonder why they're staying home. Well, part of the reason is, I mean, I know, I know, I mean, I grew up in the New York area, New Jersey. And somebody told me the other day, you know what the toll is to get into New York City, like over the George Washington Bridge? What? Or the Holland Town? I think it's like $16 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, like, who wants to pay that every day? And so only 52% of Manhattan office workers are at work on an average weekday. And just 9% are in the office five days a week. And because they made these cities with their woke ideology and, and, you know, they let out all the prisoners, there's no bail anymore. Uh, they let the homeless people run amok. The subways are disgusting. There's no security there. And people thought, I, I don't have to do this anymore. I'm never going back. And they are never going to go back. Companies, even in New York City, even in the financial district who are demanding that their employees come back, the employees say, get out. No. They uh, looked at their bosses and made that noise that Deborah likes to make me. <laughs> you do it better. <laughs> um, so uh, this, this looks permanent, and it's going to cost permanently a lot of money, and the, and the city governments deserve this because they let their cities go to hell and become awful and filthy. 
and probably I mean I listen I listen to one uh, newscast every morning on on Fox Business, and uh, the anchor opens up every hour, and I assume you know it's a it's a it's an audio feed of a of a Fox Business Channel, and he always comments. I guess they they've got a shot looking down Fifth Avenue, New York City, and he always remarks how empty it is now every day. Every day, there's hardly anybody around in New York City. Like, the whole energy of the city is gone. All the, the hustle and bustle and just doesn't exist anymore. But you know what amazes me, and I, and I know you and I have talked about this off the air, the traffic. Okay, so people are not coming into work, but why are the freeways, except for today. Today was a holiday, so it only took me 20 minutes to get to work, where it usually takes me 45. So where is everybody going? They're not going to work. I, I thought about that, too. Um, I don't think they're all working at home. <laughs> I, I don't either. I think they're flitting out and about doing yeah. whatever it is that amuses them. Yeah. Whether they're going shopping or they're going off, uh, you know, to play tennis or to go to the park. It's got to be that. Because, yes. because I don't know. I mean, you, you, well, now, you know, go driving home at four o'clock. Yeah, it's crazy. It's miserable. <laughs> it's absolutely miserable. So I'm, I'm looking. It's like, well, if, if half the people on a given day are no longer in the office, what's with the one-on-one at four o'clock? It's a mystery. They're, what, are you, what are all these people doing? And why are they all doing it at the same time? Right. <laughs> Can you do it at five o'clock? Can't you <laughs> sign up in ships here? Now, when we come back, uh, this, 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 is, this story... I saw this weekend, and I, I couldn't believe it, but it is absolutely a sign of all the insane COVID policies. This is out of Washington. There is a group of squatters who, <laughs> I love the way it's put by the New York Post, illegally colonized someone's home in Washington State. Legally? Illegally. Oh. They illegally, <laughs> they, um, they were part of a car theft ring. And I, I, I will not spoil the story, but you're, you are not going to believe this. Uh, how long they've lived in the house, uh, what they've been doing in the house, and how they got away with it for so long, and how they ended up back in the house, even after getting evicted. This is just, this is, I mean, everybody in the state of Washington in political office ought to be removed for what, for what they did to create this scenario. More coming up. Ken's off today. Um, I, I wanted to get to that uh, story about the squatters in Washington, but I found more information on the bishop that got uh, murdered. And uh, there's a reporter for the L.A. Daily News. This is uh, Bishop David O'Connell. And he was found dead in his home in Hacienda Heights. The archdiocese owns the home. Uh, dead in his bed, gunshot wound. Uh, in the upper torso, and uh, by the time the police showed up, he had bled out. The, uh, th there was a report that they had information from a woman who has access to the home, which led to the arrest of a man in Torrance this morning. And the man was arrested. Apparently, he was armed, he was bar barricaded, and the SWAT team had to come. Okay. So uh, L.A. Daily News reporter Clara Harder uh, said that this happened on Kenwood Avenue. 
A neighbor named Marty Hernandez said the sheriff's arrived at midnight and the suspect finally came out at 9 a.m. today. And the suspect's car was towed. He lived for about five years with his wife on Kenwood Avenue. And the neighbor said he was a good man, your average older man, always talkative. So once again, you have the neighbor saying, oh, he was a good guy. Um, there's video of, of the suspect's yard, which is just cluttered with lots of junk, pipes, bikes, buckets, tools, uh, more bikes, potted plants. And one neighbor says he always seemed like an odd person, always on the go in a rush and uh, digging, digging stuff. In fact, they said he, um, he, he spent a lot of time late at night digging. Hmm. Um, just click on another story here that I found. So it doesn't does it, does it say what he was uh, digging for, or if it, maybe he was burying body parts. Uh, the suspect's wife worked in O'Connell's home. So she worked in the house, and her husband is the one who's going to be uh, formally accused, publicly accused at 3 o'clock of, of killing him. Um, and apparently he was an odd guy who was up late at night digging. Uh, apparently the, the wife was a very devout Catholic. That's uh, So we'll give you more as uh, the news comes out and see what it is that set him off. All right, now, back to the uh, squatters. So in Washington State, Washington State has uh, a Governor Jay Inslee, who's about as bad as Newsom. And he was another one who ran for uh, office for about five minutes. And his obsession was uh, global warming. And he got no votes over that. So he's back to being governor. And he did a lot of the same stupid things that Newsom did. And... One of the one of the dumb things is is these eviction moratoriums. Uh, you know, in California, if squatters take over your home, it's actually hard to get rid of them. And even in the best of times, it was hard to get rid of them. And ever since uh, COVID hit and all these eviction uh, laws were passed, it's nearly impossible. So in Washington, the town of Linwood, a group of squatters who were part of a car theft ring. They had illegally colonized it. They took it over during the pandemic. Um, eventually, after all, the, all these years, a SWAT team cleared them out. Five people were arrested. A group of squatters who were living in unhealthy and unstable conditions, both short-term and long-term, and had no ownership of the home. The owner neighbor says these criminals had been illegally living on the property ever since the state and federal government placed a moratorium on evictions. So, so follow this. You, you, they, they, they put a moratorium on evictions because so many people were out of work during COVID that they didn't want people ending up homeless in the streets 
because they were barred from working. And that ap applied to people who make their living stealing cars. They benefited from the COVID eviction laws. No matter that they took over the property illegally themselves, um, they found 52 cars on the property, guns and drugs. A dozen people were living there. Five were arrested. So the SWAT team comes and clears them out. But, of course, they're released right away. And then the suspects come back and take over the property, even though the homeowner put in new locks. The squatters cut off the new locks and barge their way back into the home. We changed the locks, and they even broke that. Well, they should be arrested for breaking in, but they weren't. They weren't. And the lieutenant, David Hayes of the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office, told Fox News that it's, it's on the property owner to prevent the suspects from returning. It's his fault. Now, they, they, they let this car theft ring live there for years. The police wouldn't remove him. I, I, I don't understand how it's against the law to remove squatters who are using the place to steal and store cars. But in the state of Washington, it is. I could you ever imagine you'd, there'd come a day where a, a, a group of thug criminals would steal a bunch of cars, command a house, and legally nobody could force them to leave? And finally, when they're forced to leave, they come back and the lieutenant says, well, it's your fault. Well, there's locks on the... The sheriff's office will respond to the property owner's complaints. And if we have the ability to legally move people off the property, we will. But it may take that the property owner has to get a court order to move people out of there. So, so you have car thieves who've been arrested. I mean, they've been arraigned as car thieves. And now you have to go to a court order to get them removed? Well, you get them removed. They're going to go to jail. They're going to get released, probably on no bail. And then they're going to be back again. Well, why wouldn't they? There's never been any consequences for this. There really is no point in uh, owning property in some areas of this country. That is just absolutely uh, mind-boggling. Um, neighbors said, how the hell do you fit 52 cars on the land? I mean, it must have been quite a spread there. Jeez. Just one, just one outrage after another. Uh, coming up after 2 o'clock, we, we talked about this last week, and this is going to be quite a fight. Uh, Newsom is trying to force, and this legislature, trying to force towns to build what they call affordable housing. They have these complicated formulas, how many units each city is supposed to build. Huntington Beach has been told that they have to build 13,368 apartment units. Um, and Huntington Beach said no, and there's going to be uh, multiple lawsuits going both ways over this. 13368 of course, nobody in the town wants that, and the people running the city don't want that. What's it the state's business? If there aren't enough homes in an area, then people will have to go search other places in the country. Why does Huntington Beach have to build 13,000-plus units?
What's what's it anybody's business? Why can't people live in a single family uh, a single family uh, zone in in Huntington Beach? Ah, again, each one of all the stuff we're talking about today is is prongs of communism and socialism. The idea that the government controls and tells you what to do, and you know what's what, what uh, you, you know, like we told you earlier, your your kids can't learn uh, in an honors program because it's not fair to the kids who can't compete in an honors program. It's not fair that you're living in a single family house, so we're going to have to build thirteen thousand apartments. So, oh my goodness, more coming up. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM six forty. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug right, needed. Let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.